Hello, welcome. This is Dandin Brave presents. Now you may listen. Hey, uh, it's your presenter Brandon here, and I don't know if you heard that. Maybe it was just in my head. I don't know. Listen. I'm going to be honest with you. This episode, we talk about Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, The Return. Dave and I go through and share our thoughts and opinions. We theorize. And as you'll hear, our theories tend to change. Even since recording this, I've changed my mind completely and disagree with everything that I said. But that's okay. That's what's so great about the show. So, spoiler alert. By the way, but really, it doesn't matter. You can hear everything we talk about, and you still might not even understand what's going on. But if you'd like a fresh viewing experience, pause this, go watch the show, and then come right back and join the conversation. I'm gonna go walk through these nice woods now. Bye. Presenting Dan and Brave Presents, presented by Brandon and Dave. Hello and welcome to Dan and Brave Presents Population 2. Two. Um, That's pretty fitting, Dave, that there are two. Because what are we talking about today? We're talking about a couple of peaks. Some would say identical peaks. Maybe fraternal, but... Actually, yeah, we're not we're not sure if they're fraternal or identical, but they're definitely twins. That's twins! right. Twins. Twins. That's right. Twin. We're we're peaking today. We are twin peaking. We are twin peaking podcasting the return the 2017 return continuation of the story from the 1990s ABC mystery drama TV show. Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's that's right. That's fantastic. Um, Showtime re-upped it. Showtime re-upped it. Now, you know what? Let's before episodes. we talk about the things that really matter. Okay. Uh, I'd like to give a big, big uh, shout out to Showtime for doing this. Right. Yeah. Um, With that being said, what other platform yeah. would you have liked to have seen Twin Peaks on? What do you think would have been the next best option? You know, it would have been cool. Xbox 360. <laughs> I, that's not even the newest okay xbox live like oh or, or, yeah what's the newest one whatever i don't know what it's called xbox infinity i feel like he's a little more retro though so 360 could have worked that's true um by the way uh it's your presenter little davy oh that's right and it's your presenter brent 
And um, uh, yeah, I think yeah, Netflix would have been kind of too on the nose. You know, they've they've done it before. I would have liked to have seen like Crackle. Or really, <laughs> see, I want Seinfeld to get uh, some of that Lynch. I think Seinfeld as an executive producer for Twin Peaks would have been interesting. Yeah, actually, you know what would be good? Larry David Lynch. Oh wow, Larry David Lynch. Lynch. That that could have been a. That's a good. I could see things going nowhere or somewhere with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. They're men of a certain age. They're men of a certain age, right? I'm just glad another white male, straight white male, got his vision fully formed on television. Yes. Yeah. I, I just love that. It's been a rough year for <laughs> for male figures. Exactly. But they're finally coming back this year. Yeah. The so, white male race. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, I okay. There were where a lot we of... Begin? Where do we begin? Where do we begin? We begin in... Um, Let's let's talk about some of the let's go backwards. Let's talk about some of the new additions to the show. Okay. Characters who were new mm-hmm. to the to the return that right. you that you love that are now in Twin Peaks lore for you that are up there with your Harry Trumans and your Audreys and all of your, you know, Twin Peaks favies. <laughs> Davies favies? Davies favies. Um a few come to mind. Okay. I th- I think uh I think the two breakout ones for me are Naomi Watts character, Janie mm-hmm. E, and uh Laura Dern's Diane character. Interesting. Interesting. Those are two that I think their performances were uh magical. They they are Lynch. Lynch loves those two ladies. Dern is probably the the most quintessential Lynch um, performer, right? Would you say? Um, yeah, I think she's. I mean, it's it's McLaughlin and her. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the two big ones, and uh, it was amazing to see the Diane character who we we always heard about her. Not even, her, but we heard her name a lot. We know that uh, that Cooper put so much faith in her and was sending uh you know dependent on her with his you know he sent her all these voice messages to see Mm -hmm. her alive and breathing and cursing (laughs) (laughs) that was fun no i and 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 i've i i mean she's just one of the best uh emotive act she's she just emotes so well on screen uh you can just feel the fragility the anger uh, this a, a whole breath of emotions from Laura Dern, and then um, Na- Naomi Watts, yeah. funny as hell, <laughs> uh, playing this kind of naive character in Janie E, uh, a great foil to Kyle McLaughlin's Dougie character. Love those two ladies, and there was I mean there was many more, but I'm sure you can get to them. Yeah, well, so um, I agree um with with Janie E for sure and I completely agree with uh Laura Dern's performance it it one of the best performances in in the return for sure um in retrospect I've got a little I've got some Diane questions and Ooh, um, Diane Q's Diane Q's that I'd like to revisit but I want to say that for a little bit later okay. because there's some I don't like saying the word problematic but um <gasps> some, so <gasps> 
we will, no, we could bring it up now so we okay. so we remember. <clears throat> um see yeah, there there are a lot of things that uh obviously confused me about the ending, but that's fine because that's what I love from the show. I right. like being left with ambiguity because there are a lot of things I've changed my mind many times throughout this past week of what uh-huh. I think is the ending and I think that's what's so brilliant about it is that anything can kind of make sense based on your you know your personal emotion right um but the the diane stuff is confusing to me and i think i think there's a little part of me that Mm -hmm. feels like the whole end focus that diane got there is that small part of me that um wonders if it's due to the lack of annie and heather graham being available like i don't know there's just something missing she was was she asked I don't know. That's what I'm saying is like, was this? Okay, well, go ahead. Keep going. I don't dis, I don't dislike it at all, but I also am, I'm interested. The thing that I keep thinking about is the space in which Diane had occupied for all of that time, because, Uh you know, Cooper aged, you know, throughout the, wherever the lodge process that he was in. Yeah, but he stayed, but I would say he stayed fit somehow. He stayed fit. That doctor's office was quite revealing. That uh, for Janie E. That was Mike. The situation. <laughs> Abs. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um. So you know he aged, and and you know we're now we're left to assume that Diane um was in the same type of space. So it's like, were they able to communicate somehow in all those twenty five years, especially because. She seemed to know a lot. Like, Diane seemed to know a lot of what was going on. Um, she knew to show up at Glastonbury Grove. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that I'm that I'm very interested in in thinking about of Diane's function in mm-hmm. this, the time between the original series and the return. Okay. So, it's, it's just interesting that that was such a connection between the two of them. Um, I see... But- now the whole I wouldn't even think of Heather Graham at all being in that in that role like that like being that intimate of a character part for for Cooper because because of two reasons one I don't think Lynch really liked the whole Annie character no I agree so I don't think he would have kept going with it in such a pivotal way he used her in a pretty interesting way in Fire Walk with me. She talked to Laura. Like, there was definitely some cool... And she was in, like, in the last episode of season two. Well, the whole thing of Where's Annie, yeah. Where's Annie. It it wrapped up nicely, but I think... The thing about Diane and, and Cooper, there's this, like... I think they have this intimacy that uh, was never shown because we didn't see her ever as a character in the original series. Right. Uh, that is just kind of... Ex- it just seems right. It seems right that they would have such a close bond that, um, I mean that, uh, the, the, uh, that Cooper, the, sorry, that, uh, the, uh, doppelganger Cooper kind of really messed up for them. But there was, yeah. I mean, he, he kind of, uh, I mean, he raped her. He raped the, the, uh, Diane character. And, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of in the sex scene in the last episode has kind of shown that maybe she's getting flashbacks to that. We don't really know exactly, but there's definitely this awkwardness. It's like very uneasiness when they're having sex and it's anyway, 
beyond yeah, that, it's I, not, I think it's there's not an, even... It makes sense for them to be going in. To, they trust each other. Or there's just, they just know each other. Maybe even more, they, they just know each other so well that it makes sense that they would go on this, like, this journey together to this like other dimension. I don't know. I don't disagree with that. I think my my thing that I'm more interested in. It's not even that it bothers me, but is is how much she is aware. How much she aware? Because that that's the thing that mm. uh, that I think I'm more interested in, oh, especially okay. I, I see what like you're when, saying. When she gets when they get she to knows. mile marker four thirty, and she's like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Right, right, right. Um, right. Yeah, and she, I don't. And she's, like, and she's the one who says. You know, once we go uh, past the threshold, you know, things will change between us. She or she has a knowledge of that. And and so, you know, I'd like to think now I've come to now we watch this together uh-huh. with some of your coworkers. Yes. Friends, and, too. True. Co- coworkers, friends. I'm sorry. Friends first, um, I, I would say. Friends first to happen to co-work with me. Right. We work <laughs> next to each other. Yes. Um, and they all were, you know, very adamant about saying that, like, this is not Cooper. Um, yes, yeah, so a couple of my friends said this isn't this this doesn't feel like Cooper. The the for the episode eight, sorry, part eighteen, right? Um, when once they cro- uh, cross that threshold, he's acting strangely. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that now in retrospect? Because I tend to agree. I tend to think that it is a you know especially when you think about andy in the mm. the giant movie theater when right. he gets to watch twin peaks you know they have you know doppelkoop and cooper the image and then they come over together and oh, i think this is together the, and i think this is now whether this is a universe constructed by judy or by the firemen which we we can get into too but right. i think this is the first time that it he is fully balanced again as having parts of both of them um i guess so and i i yeah. don't know where that moment triggers though i don't know if it happens as soon as they cross over or after they have sex in the morning right um i tend to think it's actually when they cross over and the whole giant thing is where or i'm sorry the fireman is where this comes into play mm-hmm. because was that after this or was that before this and that's to me a huge part of this puzzle if because what, if, I'm sorry, if what was when the fireman, the very first thing we see when in this current season, yeah, when he says uh, 4:30, right, R- Richard, he says, oh, he says Richard? listen to the sounds, listen to the sound, it's he like, says 4:30, Richard and Linda. Now, hold on, it's like it goes like, no, it's more like this. No, it's not like that. It's more like I think it's a little like a. It's more like. Oh, that's the arm. Sorry, that's the arm. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Um, the uh, pinto beans. Yes. Um. <laughs> Wait, uh, Anthony Hopkins just... Is this Hopkins? Wait, what's his name? Yeah, it's Hopkins. Anthony yeah. Hopkins just did that part. The oh, yeah, the voice acting? Yeah. He didn't do the voice of the arm, but he did that perfect Hannibal Lecter impersonation. Yeah. Because it was him. Um so the fireman says, "Listen to the sounds." Right, Four thirty. Right. Richard and Linda, Richard and and and, and uh, uh, two birds with one stone. Right. And then he says, um, "Then he said, go fuck is, yourself.' It is in our house now. Right. And you are very far away. And Coop mm. understands this. He goes, well, he I understand.' Oh, well, he says, he it says, is to yeah, yeah. To is it? It is. It is in our house now. But he says, I understand to the Richard and Linda.' He does stuff. say, I understand.' 
Now, does he really understand? I would argue, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I th- my kind of interpretation of a lot of this is Cooper Cooper. I think he's definitely Cooper. He's acting differently for sure, but he doesn't act too much differently than he does when he's in the lodge. In the lodge, he's not very animated. Right. He's not. Uh, he doesn't have that enthusiasm that we love and know in the first few season, the first two seasons, and uh, I think he's just kind of in a different world, and he's not quite aware of everything. But he's still. He's still functioning. He's completely functional, but um, I don't know. I, I guess he doesn't have that cheeriness. But I don't think he. And he has a little bit of a det- uh, like emotional detachment to. Uh, the Odessa scenes and and the, the hotel scenes, but he's never evil. Like I, I don't think he's Doppel Cooper. I just I just think he's a different Cooper. I think he's an well, aged Cooper affected by just being in the lodge for so long. That that's what I and and also being in a different world and not quite knowing he is, but still going along with it and knows he has a mission, but doesn't quite. Because when that 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 uh, line at the end, when he says, "What year is it?" I think is him starting to wake up a little bit more and being more of aware of like, "Wait, what am I? Where am I?" Like he didn't really question it before. Yeah, well, I so that's why I think that you know I, originally I kind of thought that this was a, um, and it still may be it may yeah. be a universe made by Judy, but now I'm thinking that it more has to do with the fireman, and now oh really? Uh, you think it's a fireman world? I do, and I think it was I. Th- so okay, let let me backtrack one second before I get onto that. Yeah. So I, I I, so one of the podcasts I listened to, they did an interview with Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, I probably heard the same podcast, Twin Peaks, the Entertainment Weekly one. Yes, yeah, yeah. So and you know he like, I think in his mind this is a different Cooper. It's like Richard Cooper. You know, like it's a different. Right. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's it is Cooper, but it's not. It exactly is Cooper, Cooper, but it's not exactly Cooper. Right. 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 So uh, the biggest thing that I that I can't get my head off of with the fireman is when he shows Andy the video <laughs> of, of Twin yeah. Peaks and then they get to the the poles the telephone poles with the sixes he shows on it. a clip show of uh, the best it, of Twin yeah, Peaks. Yeah, the Twin Peaks return <laughs> clip, sh- clip show or everything clip show. And one of those poles with the sixes on it is the one that's outside Carrie Page's house. Oh. So so oh so he knows he, everything too the fireman is aware of what's going right. on so uh, that's why that first scene that we see richard and linda 430 remember and coop says i understand i actually think that happens after the episode 18 really i think i think that cooper mm. so this is my understanding okay. right now this is or this is what i'm choosing to <laughs> right believe happened. right right Cooper actually won by saving Laura. Oh. But in doing so, he never went into the Black Lodge because he never went to Twin Peaks. And so mm. he's now he is now a lodge entity stuck with the man from another place oh. and Mike. And, and that's why he says th- our house. It's like because he he belongs there now. And because mm. I think the horse, the white horse mm. that we have always seen in the lodge, I think that 
that like that's like kind of the embodiment of Judy. And like when the fireman says it all cannot be said aloud now, hmm. he he can't tell Cooper the plan because then Judy will know the plan. So I think at the very end when 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 Carrie Page screams right. when she starts remembering, mm-hmm. that's actually Laura waking up the morning that she was supposed to have not woken up. Right. And shatters that reality, and that's why at also at the end of that in the show, there's no more electricity sounds like when it gets to the, um, like the credits and stuff. Like the crackling is gone, and the lights go out, and the electricity is what powers the lodge beings and and in out of that. So hmm. now Cooper has because of his mistakes, because of his white knight trying to do good, where he's trying to safer now he's had to sacrifice himself and now is stuck in a in a in a reality that is not real oh okay Th- very, but conversely, very possible very possible conversely it could be the complete opposite and uh, and mm-hmm. laura is still dead and now he made a mistake and now she's waking up and realizing it in this bad universe and you know like both things can be really anything could be true right that's just how my current favorite kind of interpretation of it i like that i i i the only thing well okay so hmm i guess he's still one yeah because something isn't right though i i don't know I, i honestly don't know i i kind of did not think too deeply into the theory part of it and this mm-hmm. went more on the feeling of it, and it felt. I mean, it was obviously there were like these undertones that make you feel uneasy about what's going on. Him acting differently and not like himself was very uneasy for people. Like when we were watching it to get like with our group of uh, people, um, there were some negative responses to what to it. Uh, yeah. One of my friends was like, "I'm mad at David Lynch. I, I do not <laughs> like this at all." And yeah. it was like this kind of impatience of like, this is what you're gonna give us. Like we're just watching them drive it in a car and not talk to each other, um, and uh, I guess it could. It, I don't know. Anyway, I mean that's we can talk about that too. It's like the whole emotional reaction to the to the ending. Yeah. Um. But I I got yeah, I felt deeply unsettled. And I I I mean yeah, it was hard not to. I mean yeah, I felt that the since since episode 17 when when you see his when they superimpose cooper having this like look this mystified uh facial expression um while he's saving the day (laughs) and like all these things that we would like love so much like uh all these characters are coming together the mitchum brothers and and like the candy girls and Mm -hmm. uh the, the um gordon cole the fbi and and the twins peak uh, police department people um yeah. and it's it's funny it's quirky but it's you can't really enjoy it because you're, you're, you, you can't you, enjoy because it. um <laughs> you see cooper's face um uh, just superimposed on it. it's just so it's just a weird like i've never seen that in a television show ever and it's it's distracting first of all yeah but it it set the tone for the rest of the the uh, finale it was it was yes and it was never felt uh right after that and um i don't know i i don't know if he won or not i i he definitely made some mistakes i i'm i'm definitely into that idea that he thinks uh, let me just say yes. one more thing real quick just before we continue this yeah. line of talking i don't i'm not saying like okay that's what i think happened and so that's like 
how I'm choosing to view it. Like that's just one of the, no, like, I understand that. I, yeah. I didn't have that reaction initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, afterwards I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's what's going on. Really? I have no idea. Cause every other thing I think contradicts yeah. that theory, but it's just another interesting wrinkle in it all. It, it it's it's so fun to arrive to different theories and then realizing wait that that can't be right because <laughs> this happened like one small yeah. detail happened and it was, he gave us he gave us so much stuff to like just ponder about like it's it's insane yeah anyway well especially with like what how do you feel about like with the Carrie Page stuff you know with um all you know all the white horses she has one right. on the mantelpiece she she's wearing a, a horseshoe necklace. Right. And there's also a white horse outside Judy's diner. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, cause like I, that to me always um, symbolized when they showed it in the original series. I always thought that symbolized uh, Sour Palmer getting drugged by Leland Palmer. Not even really yes. death. People say it's like a death um, symbol, but I always thought you know riding the white horse. It's it's like colloquial for taking heroin, and he drugged her with like an opiate. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's saying that this is like an a, almost a drug-like world. Like it's not quite right. Like it's that kind of state of mind. Interesting. Um, so I always kind of, cause I don't think people say that. I think th- that horse came up when Maddie got killed, right? Or when Laura and Maddie got killed. I forget. I don't. Re- I don't think it did with Maddie, but maybe it. Maybe it showed up in the roadhouse. I can't remember. I that I can't remember. I, yeah, it definitely shows up in the roadhouse and inside the Palmer house for sure. I know for the Palmer well, house. I yes. I don't know about with Maddie though in the Palmer house. I can't remember. But it's Sarah who sees a horse. Am I yes. wrong? No, you're right. You're right. And it's all. It's always Sarah's. A, and what's interesting that I now in Fire Walk with ooh, me. Sarah sees a horse, and Sarah we th- might think is well, we think it's Judy, right? Or Judy is is in inhabiting inhibiting yeah uh, in, inhibiting and inhab- inhabiting inhabiting yeah uh, and Sarah I've I've come to kind of take my takeaway with Fire Walk with me is that like Sarah like knew she was being drugged and mm. and kind of like let this all happen right and her grief has turned into guilt which maybe was the gateway to let judy in i don't know you she like, let herself get drugged because she knew it but didn't know how to deal with it yeah right? I, and, and it's like she so rather, now like, she kind of she wanted to be like not a part of it right and so maybe her her grief and her guilt like became a vessel of you know trauma Ooh, for judy to inhabit judy got in there i mean the fact that <laughs> she took her face off and Fucking face off as i say face off um <laughs> my face completely off <laughs> and said you don't want to fuck with yeah, this and, you know Cage and like eats a guy's playing, neck uh, sour palmer this year was that amazing great was amazing yeah um or was it john so yeah I, yeah <laughs> or was it or was it uh kelly preston Ooh. i don't know <laughs> um yeah and like the fact that we're just left to assume maybe that sarah is judy i don't i love i just love the ambiguity between all the sarah stuff because those scenes are so so uncomfortable in retrospect when hawk comes to the door yeah yeah Yeah, this backward music and then she's not into hawk checking up on her she doesn't like it 
which is very reminiscent of the final scene of the show. What's the final scene of the show? Where is Annie? When, where, where that of of the return where Kyle and Carrie Page are um, at this door of a woman who won't let them inside, ah, and Sarah wouldn't let Hawk inside, right. and you know the woman looks over to her husband maybe oh, it's an off-screen um, husband voice which is pretty funny now thinking about it yeah he's like oh well, it's like, i don't know like chiffons or what chiffons. if that's sarah or what if that's uh what if it's charlie she could change she can change her <laughs> voice i think right yeah what about the theory that have you have you seen the theories going around that uh, that they actually join the real world because when they drive past the double R, it's real world New York, real world Washington. <laughs> There's a Washington. Yeah, Twin hey, Peaks, Washington. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, because when they drive past the double R, when Carrie and Cooper Richard drive past the double R, it does. Right. It's not the double R that's been in the show. It's like how Tweed's the real diner like looks like. Ooh. in real life and the the cross streets that they show well, it are, could be a it could be a uh one of norma's uh, offshoot not the original could be it could be one of her franchises except that it looks like so the actual diner is called tweeds and it like looks like as it does in real life really yeah and the cross streets that they mm. show in the final episode are apparently the actual cross streets in where that diner is and then, so then you go to the house with the woman who actually owns the house. Right. So it's like Lynch trying Ooh. to say like, oh. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> they got out of the TV screen. Yeah. Like uh, Jeff Daniels in the Purple Rose of Cairo when he got out of the movie screen to hang out with Mia Farrow. Oh, that's right. And he's ha- they're hanging out with us now. Yeah. Maybe, oh wait, did we check the, is Cheryl Lee's real name Carrie Page? <laughs> oh, and Carrie Page I know. I I thought this the other you day. You know what's sick? You know what would have been sick if they made Dale Cooper Kyle McLaughlin at the end. And, yeah. No, like in like he was his he was Kyle. Oh then, right, right, right. And then um, Laura Dern. Sorry, uh, Cheryl Lee was Cheryl. Well, that's what I I, I would have loved if that the woman who answers the door is like Kyle McLaughlin, <laughs> <laughs> and he just gives her an autograph. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, what was it? Oh, so her name's Carrie Sign my Page. Boobies. People, <laughs> people kept pointing out that it's like, oh, Carrie Page, like the missing page from Laura's diary. Right, I said that. I said that. Did you say that on Reddit? I did say that. I Maybe said, I read your page. comment. Wait, did you really? Maybe that was being kind of like jokey, but I was like Carrie Page, and I had an arrow. Pages in uh, Laura's diary? Question mark. I don't know if I saw that comment, but I think I started the trend though. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna harass you on Reddit now, <laughs> um, but also Ashley Judd's character name. Do you know what her name is? Uh, Judd Ashleyson. <laughs> yeah, Judy. Oh, I don't know. What is it? It's it's Beverly Page. Oh wow! But it's spelled differently. So is that Lynch oh, the page just is differently? Yeah. So is that Lynch he, just he like loves that. he loves doing that? Like Bob and Mike and Mike and Bob and, Bob and, um, and Richard, Richard Warren and, and Richard Dell's alter ego in episode 18. I was like, wait a minute. So Beverly is with Ben Horn and they're hearing this ringing and Beverly pay like, I don't know. It's just very funny that he just left that, like left the names, but spelled them differently. Loves it. Yeah. And the same thing with uh, Nido, Diane, 
And what was the second one? Linda. Linda. They're all one letter apart. There's, yeah. only, there's only one letter difference in each of those names. Um, Which is interesting because they are all the same. They could, they're all the same the same, same, yeah. In different realms. Yeah. So that was cool. Good job. Um, gosh, there's just so much to talk about, and we're we're probably just rambling. Um, we're rambling so much, but let's let's talk about just like a uh, you know a broader spectrum. Like let's let's get into different. Uh, well, uh, I want to just things we yeah sorry yeah. Let me. I'm gonna get back at what you. I think you were just about to say this is like let's get back to some of the things we liked. Um, yeah, yeah, because we, 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 we can theorize for like the whole like another two hours. Yeah. Possibly. Send us your feedback. Tweet at us. Um, but one of my favorite characters. Mm. It are the Mitchum brothers. Oh, mine too. My God. Love them. The Mitchum brothers are so good. Uh, uh Jim Belushi, uh, the new best Belushi brother? <laughs> it, I mean, that's crazy. He's he's like wait, he probably has twenty more years to live. <laughs> and after forty years, after uh John Belushi died in the early eighties, no one liked his brother Jim. He wasn't that. He was the worser Belushi brother. He did that stupid accordion gym. Uh, accordion gym. Accordion gym. <laughs> where he's, you know, he's doing his weird owl thing. And then, uh, what if it was like a polka? He was a polka <laughs> band leader, like John Candy's character in Home Alone. And that was like the th- accordion gym. Anyway, <laughs> love it. Uh, Write it down. <laughs> and and then he was in Blues Brothers, like. He not two thousand, but he was like he toured with the Blues Brothers, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is so shitty." Anyway, didn't like Jim Belushi. Now I think he's the best Belushi brother. Sorry, John. Uh, I'm not gonna go to your grave <laughs> anymore. I guess you're not getting flowers this year from from me. Where was that? Grave. Where is that cemetery anyway? I've always wanted to go. It is in sunny L.A. Probably, probably he died in L.A. Born in or Chicago. Born and died. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Belushi was great, and I'm forgetting the name of Rod Mitchum. Um, who knows? Who cares? But uh, I really no, love them. They're both great. And they're both great. I th- they were they were. I mean, some of the funniest moments. And I will say this: I think Twin Peaks is the funniest show on TV, or was the funniest show on TV, the, for the the whole summer. I laughed harder to at that. I didn't see any other comedies, but I'm just assuming. <laughs> None of them are g- gonna make me laugh that hard. Yeah, it was very funny. It did other things to me. It made me cry. It made me uh, pee a little bit <laughs> uh, because when I saw Dougie had to pee, I I felt I felt that too. Um, I screamed. I what did you do? What did what did Twin Peaks do to you? Um, it made me it made me cry. It made me laugh. It made me I snorted. It made me rewind. What? It made me do a spit take. It made me turn the. Did you do a? Did you do a non-water in your mouth spit take? You just like you just did this like a, like a dry spit take. Um, I thought about that, but then I actually paused. I rewound. I took a sip mm-hmm. of my bevy, and then I did the spit take while I had the new bevy in my mouth. New bevies. New bevies. Um, I turned the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. There was uh, one night where I was in um it, not the best of state of mind and yeah. I I forget what I think it was episode 3 uh-huh. and I was just like, "All right, I need to like reset myself because that's when he's in the like the mauve space with Nido and Right. It was like 
It was Mauve. freaking me out. <laughs> Mauve. Uh, yeah. Um, what other new characters did you love? I loved... Okay, there's a few that come to mind. I loved uh, Tim Roth's and yes. Jennifer Jason Lee's characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hutch and... Chantel. Chantel, that's right. Or is it, yeah, it is Hutch. Yeah, I love... I, their moments together were some of my favorites. Also mm-hmm. very funny in a dark way. Yep. I loved... Um, what's what's the uh, boss's name? Dougie's boss's name? Oh, Bushnell Mullins. Loved him. Great Twin Peaks character. Loved him doing push-ups at his desk. Charles <laughs> yes. Atlas style. Because that's, that's, that's how I stay in shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm privately ripped. I won't show anybody my muscles, but I'm ripped. <laughs> privately ripped. I'm I'm like little <laughs> privately ripped. Uh I, I always wear long sleeves. That should be the little... name of your solo album. <laughs> Young David privately ripped. Or it's like a workout uh video. <laughs> How to be ripped but not expose yourself through your clothes. You gotta yeah, be like... on the cusp of being ripped. It's like you don't need others to know you're ripped. It's you're doing it for yourself. It's like winter. It's like for people in Alaska. It's like you want to be in shape, but not intimidating. Right. So wear long sleeves. That's why I always wear long sleeves. Right. That's where you wear hats because you don't want to show people how ripped your skull is. My skull is. <laughs> David's got a ripped skull. Well, actually, it's my brain because I always work out my brain too, and it's grown significantly. Significantly. Significant. <laughs> significantly significantly uh, uh, what else did i write down i wrote down a couple of things um i'm trying to think of other characters I, those are the ones that stand out for me the ones that we said yeah um i i love so in terms of returning characters bobby Ooh, my gosh bring them back bring those motherfuckers back bobby brings them back oh he brought it too he he came back we they brought him back and he brought, brought it. it he brought with it him back. and I really hope Dana Ashbrook shows up in more things now. I really enjoyed him. Give him work. He's starving. Give him work. Look at his hair. His hair. He's starving right now, okay? <laughs> that moment where he walks into the, the, the conference room in the sheriff's department and he sees Laura's picture and and he starts crying. He's like, Laura? <laughs> Lots of memories, right? Laura Palmer? Yeah. Um, it was so good, yeah. Which is kind of funny also when you think about the final scene in the sheriff's department where you have James just rooting on, you know, Hulk <laughs> man. And, and Bobby's there and it's like, yeah, these two guys, like, we never see them interact, right? Who? Bobby and James. No, we do. In this season? Oh, you mean, you mean in the original or? Th- no, this? in the return. I'm sorry. Not really, no. I don't think that they do. Bobby does come back for that last scene uh, in the the the, the uh, police department, uh, but they don't know. They don't really say anything to each other. What's there to say? Oh, we're Esmo brothers. <laughs> Remember when we fucked the same chick, dog? That was. <laughs> um, <laughs> what if they have a real bro moment? Uh, yeah. Hey, dog. <laughs> hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um oh the other okay one more thing now that we're back in that office yeah with, with freddie and the green glove right which i'll talk about in one second but when 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 evil when mr c shoots and then lucy shoots him and truman's hat jumps is oh one, of the, one of the most baffling <laughs> things i think i could imagine i love like, that i love it i rewound it when i went back and watched it a couple of times and just like 
I have no idea why <laughs> this happened. Do you know what's but I- interesting? That was a little bit like that coin flip scene too. It was like not. It was completely out of real life. Was that signaling something? Like this is not right. Well, that obviously this that's. Isn't, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's a a non there's a supernatural force in Bob, in that room, and we see even crazier shit when the fucking Bob ball <laughs> is attacking <laughs> Freddy. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, that could also be a sign that like things are a little off. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, I do want it. I did write down to talk about red for a second, but now that you brought up the Bob ball, Bob blah blah, um, <laughs> uh, that I, I, my personal takeaway from that whole sequence right. is Lynch basically saying like this is what m- kind of modern storytelling on TV does. Like, yeah, just all these characters coming in, that, <laughs> you know, that the firemen put together. Everything was supposed to be there, and uh, you know, he he never wanted to reveal the mystery in the original Twin Peaks, and so yeah, this was his way of basically closing the whole thing of Bob and being like Bob doesn't even matter anymore. Like. Did I'm just you, gonna get rid of this. <laughs> there was a um, there was a leak from s- s- one of the uh, the uh, production people on set that day that said that the whole time Lynch was shooting that scene, his two middle fingers were just <laughs> going like that to the camera <laughs> behind the camera, like "fuck you, fuck I you, ABC." Where, I can do where the fuck I want. I'm on Showtime. <laughs> They gave yeah, me a whole bag of money. When they when he pressed record on the camera, he hit it with his middle fingers. His middle fingers, <laughs> his two middle fingers. Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, did his pinky middle finger for the Chinese um, dubs. And and apparently <laughs> in in the uh, in the script, okay, uh, Mark Frost wanted it to be um, wanted it to be a football shaped. Uh, and and Lynch said, "Nope, it's gonna just gonna be a ball." Is this so gonna be was... a? Uh, uh, I guess I was trying to think of what kind of ball it was like. Rugby ball, maybe. Maybe I think rugby ball is a little more oblong. Okay, uh, it was like a volleyball then. It was like a volleyball, like a tether ball, like tether ball. That's okay. It wasn't as big as a volleyball. It's more like a tether ball. Yeah. Yeah, perfect with no string attached, though, baby. Oh, imagine if NSYNC performed at the Roadhouse. <laughs> That, I mean, oh, uh, you know who's another favorite character of mine? Character of mine, the Roadhouse MC. Oh yeah, uh, I love that guy. That ZZ Top scene made me laugh for like days. People were trying to get me to do other things, but I I was still laughing. I needed <laughs> a whole day of laughter to get that out of my system. The Roadhouse scenes were some of my favorite scenes. Just all of the little, inter, you know, interspersed d- dialogue with people that. We had no idea who they were. Yeah. Um, and it was wacky. I, I, it was very wacky. And on a rewatch, I'm interested to see how many times characters that we think, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, existed in the reality of the show right. interacted with them. Like Richard did. Richard Horn uh, grabbed the girl. Interesting. Well, that could be. But, but that could also just be a different night. Huh? You think every single roadhouse scene was uh, like a different dimension? Different dimension? No, no. I'm saying if the, I'm th- saying if maybe there are two roadhouses. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. I mean, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people think that too. But I mean, I also think that. Yeah. 
But I'm so that's what I mean is I'm wondering how like if if there's a way to track it by how many characters we see from right. like you know because we have the one with, Richard and Chad with Richard and Chad and then we also have James is so cool James with oh, sorry James uh, is always Shelley been cool. yeah James has always been cool with Shelley where they see Freddie right um so yeah I wonder I wonder if there's a correlation to that to when the MC decides to announce the band name because it only happens a couple of times. Do you think the MC only appears in a dream state? I'm going to say probably. That sorry, the Audrey like see but also that doesn't make sense if you because he well cuz he introduces James. Oh, uh, never mind. I was going to say that, but maybe I'm wrong. It could I'm wrong then. But but maybe he not. In both worlds. No, he yeah, maybe, in both worlds, maybe. Yeah. But maybe the James... Because now that we're saying, okay, wait a minute. So Audrey was in the roadhouse uh-huh. and danced to Audrey's dance. Right. And then James performs a song uh, that... I don't know. That's kind of weird, too. What if... <laughs> uh, her dance is such like a like a person at a, a Fish concert. <laughs> I'm just imagining Fish playing Audrey's, Audrey's theme. That would be cool. I would like fish then. What do you think of the treatment of Audrey now, in retrospect? Oh, uh, you mean the mistreatment of Audrey? <laughs> Where the fuck was she, Lynch? <laughs> Where was she? Uh, um, sorry. Uh, that was interesting. I, I thought, I mean, I think that had the most negative reactions. Mm-hmm. Just anything of Audrey. One, where was Audrey for the first several episodes? Mm-hmm. Then her introduction, a 10-minute, literally 10-minute long scene of her standing in one place arguing with this man we'd never seen before named Charlie, who's yep. her husband, or at least we think that. Uh, this a conversation that goes in circles. And then those two other scenes after that that were mm-hmm. also in the house. I got my jacket on, Audrey. <laughs> Do you really want me to take? Okay. Anyway, and then there's yeah. Do you really want to end your story? Yeah. Which is, which I think is help is supposed to help us understand the rest of it. But keep right, going. Right, right. And then there's a scene they actually make it to the Roadhouse, and you're like, oh, so it is, she is in the real state. She's not in a coma. And then they do another twist, and they announce Audrey's theme, and she has a little solo set, a little solo dance, interpretive, better than Lords at the VMAs. I gotta say. <laughs> and um. It's obviously a different world, and she's like, "I don't want to be here anymore." And then, wait, I have a question. Why does she? Oh, she doesn't want to be there because there's violence there. Yeah. So, like, a so, guy comes in and says, "Hey, that's my wife." And very, very similar to the James uh, conflict at the right. roadhouse, the previous episode, right? And or same episode, right? Oh, maybe it was that same episode. Uh, same episode, or you know, close in. Uh, proximity and yeah. uh, blah 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 blah. What we're saying, oh, yes, and then she freaks out and says to Charlie, Charlie, get me out of here. And then she wakes up and she's looking in the mirror, she's wearing white. Uh, now to connect it to another theory you said before, maybe that's Sherilyn Fenn, maybe it's the real Sherilyn Fenn <laughs> doing her makeup for Audrey. For Audrey, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. That Interesting, the, yeah. The treat, no, I really don't think that. But the treatment of Audrey, I... I don't know. I, I like I like, I like everything on the show, but um, I, I don't really know what to think of it. 
I do, I do, like, I did like the, I like the, basically the ballsiness of just having this huge important character in Twin Peaks. Like, probably, like, top five beloved characters, she's definitely, like, on on most people's lists. Yeah. I, I, I like that she winds up having this, such a divisive, um, divisive storyline. And, but I also do think it's interesting in terms of just, like, for, from Sherilyn Fenn's, you know, realistic point of view, like that must be a little frustrating at, 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 in some capacity, unless she Maybe. understands more of, I do know there was some drama on Twitter with her at one point. Was there? Uh, yeah, apparently not to gossip, but she put it out there during the filming. She did kind of complain about um, preferential treatment and sexism on set of certain people so i wonder if her story maybe just got shut down really because because then when the show started airing she started like being all for it because maybe she's like oh shit like if there's ever more twin peaks maybe i'll become a a, you know a sponge because all these people are becoming inanimate objects that are not involved (laughs) in the story anymore so she's (laughs) like i gotta start being positive again i don't know i just i i don't dislike the audrey stuff and i actually do think there's something there for how we're supposed to understand the ending with waking up and I do think there is some parallels there, but I also think it's a very interesting and and I understand why people are frustrated. I'm not frustrated, I'm, but I get yeah. it. Listen, I'm not frustrated by any of it really, just because I did not expect it to be good. First of all, did not expect it to be good. Number two, I like Lynch to director. So yeah. whatever he puts out, um, you know, I'm open to seeing it. Yeah. You know, I I've I pretty much like everything he's done. There's nothing I've seen by him. That I'm like, oh, I didn't like that. I mean, I like right. I like that it's weird. I like that it's different. Uh, number three, um, I did not feel like it had to be connected so much to the the first two seasons at all. I I I, yeah. I kind of knew he set the tone on on episode one and two that it's like this is very different. Yes, it's it, there's Twin Peaks characters. We're, continuing certain certain themes but the feel is completely different yeah there's no music there's no the, the editing is way different it's it's 25 years later it's way darker mm-hmm. i just felt uh i kind of just realized well this is a different thing and uh whatever they give me with the old characters i'm just gonna take it and then you know after the series is over i'll i'll kind of think about how it's changed or I don't know. I I I kind of don't identify with like being a fan. I don't know. I I always have this critique about fans. I think like I honestly they make shows last for how long they do because they're watching the shows and they're passionate mm-hmm. about the shows. But I will say that we they also feel like they own have an ownership over it too or a partial ownership, right. like that they're owed something. They're owed something. And like in reality, like these shows started without any fan uh, intervention, or sorry, any fan role at all. Like the creativity part of it has nothing to do with fans. So my take is like I'm just gonna take whatever they give me. It's it's what he wanted. I mean he's he's like it's David Lynch is the creator of Twin Peaks, and I like Twin Peaks because of David Lynch and Mark Frost. So if they're giving me something else, I'm going to let them do their thing and then I'm going to react afterwards. But I'm not going to expect anything or I feel like, oh, because they didn't, I don't know. Like, 
I, I understand there's a, we have these personal attachments to, the, to these characters, but I was fine with like it, there never being another Twin Peaks ever again. So right. for, to <clears> me, <throat> this is just a bonus. This is like supplemental. Like yeah, like I just love that we're getting anything else from from Lynch and Mark Frost. This is awesome. So like I kind of always had that mentality. Never felt upset about anything. I was definitely uh, emotionally into these shows, but I wasn't yeah. trying to be like. You know, it didn't give me what I wanted. Like, I don't know what I wanted. I just I just wanted to see it. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way, way of putting it is you don't know what you wanted. And I and I because I, I, I identify with that a lot. I think my viewing experience because I, I agree. I, I, I loved this. I loved every moment of it. And I do, though. I feel like there is a part. I don't like saying though. Um, though. I feel like my doppelganger. Why? <laughs> my doppelganger. Wait, why don't you well, it makes me, Well, because it makes me sound like I don't. And I didn't like it. Like I do have a a butt. But um, I don't have a butt. Brandon's I have an butts. And. Wait, let's go. This is uh, Brandon's butts butting in section. Brandon's butts. Okay. Um. <laughs> I wanted more. I loved Amanda Seyfried, but I wanted more. Oh yeah, um, of course. Okay, but so this is kind of what I mean. I I feel like I have a a doppelganger in watching this, where one part of me. I loved every bit of it. I like the open threads because I'll be able to think about it right. and interpret it and rewatch it and right. get more things. But there's also that part of me that would also love just like the mythology answered. Like like I would love like mm. a, a a book explaining lodge mechanics well, when that I know book that is that's coming out. <laughs> the final dossier. Like it's literally coming out actually. Yeah. It's pretty funny. No, but I mean that. like it's not that I need the end it, I'm going to quote Mr. C okay. in the scene with I don't uh, need anything. I want. Yeah. I want and I want mythology answers. I don't and need And it's not even mythology. that I want, but I would I would take them. I would take them. Yeah, em. of course. I would too. I I agree. But, I agree. But I'm totally okay with it. I love it. I can't wait to rewatch it. I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm currently rewatching Lynch films right now. Hell yeah. Um Yeah, no. And, listen, I agree with you. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't have the real want for anything else. Like I, but I can understand the want for something else completely. Yeah. Like I get I get that. I guess like I'm I'm I don't know. I the whole time didn't think I was gonna like it. Or no, I shouldn't say I didn't think I was gonna like it. I didn't know if I was gonna like it or not. I didn't think right. it'd be good. I assumed it wouldn't be that great. And it was amazing, personally. It was probably I got gotta say, I think this is the most invested i've ever been in any television experience ever in my my mm-hmm. whole entire life so just that alone that experience alone was worth it for me i don't need anything more i'm glad we got what we got if it was nine episodes i would have been into it and i kind of knew just because of the pacing that we weren't going to get any a lot of these answers like uh like halfway yeah. through i was like yeah a lot of things aren't going to get like uh tied up at all and they're just it's just all tone it's all setting environment it's all just that's what he loves and yeah and he's and he's the king of that there's nothing i never i genuinely his films feel scary and his shows his shows and his films feel actually do feel scary you feel uneasy um and they're and they're funny as hell too they're super entertaining they're frustrating on some levels but they're not uh, they're not uh, gonna be uh, tidy in any way. Like to quote Lynch himself, "Focus on the donut, not the hole." Ooh, what do you think that means? By the way, this the, the I big think picture? that means 
yeah like the bit like the donut even though there's this missing piece mm. that oh is, love it even though there's a missing piece you can still enjoy the donut that's there you can still st- put your tongue in the hole <laughs> take advantage of the hole no actually <laughs> all right no but you can do other things with that hole you can put your finger through that hole you can look your, you can put your tongue through it and you put a, you can get a munchkin from a separate donut and put it inside that hole, that hole. yes <laughs> do you have any final thoughts um because i do have one more final thought that i'm gonna save oh well let's, can we just, let's go quickly through a few things i want to just touch on okay let's, just, let's go some this is like a, a fire walk with me round of favorites fire rapid with yeah me. okay right um what was your favorite musical artist who made a uh, appearance at the roadhouse Ooh, good quest um, I really liked Au Revoir Simone, if that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wee-wee. Oh, wee-wee. Um, or pee-wee. Or ha- pee-wee. I'm... Or pee-wee. <laughs> pee-wee. Uh, pee-wee. Who performed twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Be- that was interesting. I believe Ooh, I, oh. that they wore the same outfits both oh, times. Shit. I was going to say, maybe one was a real appearance in the real Twin Peaks universe, and the second one was an Audrey Twin Peaks universe. Possibly, but same costumes. Um, so I enjoyed that one. <laughs> Twin costumes. <laughs> Twin costumes. Um, I enjoyed them. I really liked, uh, oh, it's the name is escaping me, but the song produced by LP. Um, uh, oh. It's called Axolotl. The the more like Becky, Beckish? Like, I'm pulling like up the soundtrack. Like a, the soundtrack just came out. Did he? I don't know. I I have no idea. I there was like one artist uh, that, that they like. It was almost like a Beck thing. There was like a white boy rapper, hard beat, but it was kind of cool. No. It was kind of cool. I, no, I don't remember that. I know what you're talking that about. Was cool. The veils. The veils. The veils. Yeah. Axolotl. Um, that I really enjoyed because it had that like, it was. It was when um, Charlene Yee yeah, was crawling on the about. floor. I'm talking about the same thing. Was he rapping? Oh, yeah, he was it like was, sing-songy. Was singing. Sorry, he wasn't quite rapping, but it was like, you know, more rhythmic. Yeah, and there was like a Game Boy blip yeah, in, the, that was cool as hell. in the production. I love that. That was cool as hell. I was really into that. I believe that the main singer of that band is the son of somebody. Well, surprise, surprise. Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Jake. It was Jakey. It was, um, yeah. Or other performance. He actually quotes uh, a Dylan you... lyric, and I know that because I watched it with my friends slash coworkers, and he's a he's a he's a big Dylan fan. He was like quoting it. He's like, "Oh, that's Dylan." So anyway, like that song. That was Nine really Inch, cool. Nine Inch Nails was great. Nin was great. Um, what about the... what about Vetter? Acoustic Vetter. I actually liked it. I was wondering if you were gonna like it. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> I liked acoustic Vetter. I, I don't like Pearl Jam too much because they sound '90s as fuck. But I I do like some Eddie Vedder solo stuff. I think. Uh, yeah. It was nice. It was cool. I I and I actually liked the uh the what was it the cactus the cactus blossoms, who had a very like country fifty that was rock and right. roll. That was towards the beginning, Harmony right? Harmony vocals. Yeah, I like that one too. They, they have a song called uh, Mississippi. Um. I liked that it had two different flavors. It had like the '50s vibe of Twin Peaks, but also this weird otherworldly, right, uh, vibe with like the chromatics and the one thing I will say I didn't like 
was a song that the lady from uh, Mulholland Drive sang. I didn't like that song. Really? No I was just going to bring that up. Like she had such a like metal, metally sounding vocal. I don't. There's something very metallic about her vocal that was like annoying me that night. I could have Miles didn't. Uh, it was tied or something, but I didn't like. So, it. yeah, you know what's weird? Because she's got a really great voice, and there she was does. There, there was a lot of really weird threads going on on Reddit about this because mm-hmm. someone went on and, and claimed to have done mixing and said that it wasn't auto tuned, but it was very. It sounded auto-tuned. It, it sounded very auto-tuned. Yeah. But now there's apparently a non-auto-tuned version on Spotify. Um, so, like, some people are saying, oh, maybe this was a choice to show that it wasn't the real world because she's also wearing the chevron pattern on her right. dress. That, I can totally believe that. I I didn't dislike the choice of it. I just, from a aesthetic point of view, well, I believe I, Lynch I wrote the song, it. right? He did. He did write the song. And I, I, yeah. I kind of knew, like, this sounds like Lynch, you know, it's got that, like, 50s chord progression like the, you know so I, I i kind of felt that and i actually like her performance a lot in mulholland drive i just yeah. didn't didn't from a, in a completely aesthetic level didn't really enjoy it but i i still like the choice of it and the mm-hmm. lyrics and everything um apparently in, in, in other twitter controversy or facebook controversy julie cruz was very upset uh the night of the finale <laughs> why because because uh, of her screen times, someone posted a screenshot of her like complaining of like being disrespected and like all this type really? of stuff. Yeah, man, can't, no one's happy. <laughs> can't <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, a lot of people aren't happy. Uh, yeah. Wait, she felt like she didn't have enough screen time. Was that what you said? I think so. I didn't really read it because I don't really care that much. Or did she but... didn't like the actual time. It was like it was like fifty-five minutes and something. She didn't like that actual time. And then maybe the credits were blocking her face a lot of the time. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Um I thought she was great. Yeah. It was cool. It was fun to see her again. I mean that whole I love end her voice. Of, the whole end of episode seventeen with him coming back and tying into Firewalk with me was like God, that was like That was my favorite episode. That Seventeen was, ins- was my favorite episode for sure. That well, was amazing. It was ama- the end of it. I loved sixteen. No, sixteen and seventeen were like my favorite episodes. There was a few I like would probably have on equal grounds. Sixteen and seventeen. Eight. I think it was fourteen and uh, a few others. I don't know the numbers are of, but I I I loved it. That I just God that made me feel so uncomfortable and sad and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like seeing Pete go fishing the next oh, morning. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what about that Pete Martell stand-in, huh? What about thought, his, I, what about I his book? He really captured that uh, Jack Nance uh, <laughs> aura. Uh huh. Yeah, that that Nance stance. <laughs> the Nance stance. <laughs> that fishing Nance stance. That's great. Uh, um, who would you say? Okay. Character-wise, that you didn't care for in the return, maybe new ones. New characters. Um, did any storyline just uh, not even that i think trick is (laughs) takes the cake i love trick no i I love trick too actually i loved everybody in that scene that was one of my favorite scenes yeah whoopee that's my favorite line maybe (laughs) whoopee uh just like a little off like bad acting it it just feels off it's so good um invitation to love (laughs) yeah 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 um I still what wish are, that. What was are some the of your case. favorite lines? What are some of your favorite lines? One-liners. Um, Lynch kind of like stole that. 
stole the uh, show with that. Yeah, what the hell? Dougie is coop? How's that? <laughs> and uh, coffee time. Yep. Love uh, that. Jim Belushi saying, or Rod saying to Jim Belushi, people are really stressed out. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck kind of neighborhood is this? People uh, are really stressed out. They were so good together. I loved Brett Gelman. Uh, Brett oh, yeah. Gelman's appearance. Gelman did great. And and uh, still Mr. Jackpots. Hello. Oh my god. And then my that favorite. the last scene. Uh, what year is this? Oh my god. What a great line to n- never get an answer to. <laughs> like <laughs> like you never get an answer, and you're like, okay. This and then she screams, and it's her to do that. Sc- she does scream so well, man. It's, it's a shame because she's a very good actress. She is, and I feel yeah. like she's also, I feel like her being Laura Palmer kind of her maybe hurt her because of I don't know, because she's great. She was in Winter's Bone. Um, I only know her from uh Twin Peaks franchises. From the Twin Peaks the Twin Peaks franchise. And she's she's so good in Firewalk with me. Oh, I mean and she's not re- she had to do so much and she's not really an a- she wasn't really an actress before. I think she was just like found, right? I think so. I think Lynch found her, yeah. I think something. he liked this the way she looked. Yeah. And she wasn't supposed to get such a huge role in the, but he just liked her and then, you know. Now she's Maddie. screaming amazingly, best scream in the business. She should have been in Blowout. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, and yeah, like the whole thing of what year is it? Like there's a lot behind that. That could be maybe Cooper Richard is just Realizing the time that he's missed from his life, you Wait, know, he's been... hold on, I have a theory. Okay. New theory, Back to the Future, doesn't... <laughs> doesn't Marty McFly say the same thing when he returns to the 50s? Or when he, Possibly. Uh... I don't know how you could possibly know that, because you don't like that movie. Oh, I... The reason why I don't... I mean, what do you mean? I would have to see it to no, not like it. <laughs> I, no, that, you think that I doesn't like, track at all. <laughs> you think I, I, I just don't like it because I've, I just assume it's not good? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it like three times and, and like keep going, oh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it this time. And I just gave up on it. It's Reaganomics bullshit. Yeah, but once you see a movie and you don't like it, you forget it. Is that true? <laughs> for me? Are you saying for me personally or just for people? For everyone, that's just true. That's not. <laughs> You're for not me. allowed to remember a line from a movie you don't like. No, okay. I, how are you gonna get receipts? <laughs> you gotta remember. Uh, anyway, that's some Reaganomics bullshit. That's what. That's my stance on uh, Back to the Future. So that's your theory is that it's Back to the Future? No, I was thinking that maybe he was making a he's making a reference to that fucking okay. dumbass Reagan movie. What if Laura What year do is, you think it Well, we should talk about this. What year do you think it might be? <sighs> um, does not even does it even matter? I no, I don't think it matters, but no. I think that there's a deliberate reason they show the Valero gas station with modern gas prices because yeah. that puts it in and you know there is a <laughs> Did you look sh- at those gas prices? Oh, it must be today. <laughs> <laughs> they also show the population sign um what is it? of Odessa? Yeah, and they only up they only do a census every ten years. So what is it? Is it the it's, same? It's it's it seems like it's in between 2010 and 2020. Interesting. So uh, I like that yeah. his go to is what year it is. Like even though he's in like a different world completely, but like what year is it? Not 
Where am I? Right. Who am I? Yeah. Why? What year is it? It's so good. There's so much to unpack there. Oh, and the other thing that that whole scene with Carrie at her house reminded me a little of like Audrey like leaving her house to yes. like she gets her coat. The whole coat thing, she they make it a point to say, uh, should I should I grab my coat? And like did you find she says to Coop like did you find that did you find him and like Audrey's looking for Billy? Mm. And is Billy dead on the couch? No, I, that was Jack Nicholson. I like that people like kind of don't really mention how there's a dead person in her house with a bullet uh, hole through his head. I mean, they do mention it, but like I feel like that's like so much other shit has happened that that's like a back burner. That's a back burner. The fact that Janie E is Diane's sister and now like they have identical husbands, like or like identical lovers, like twin. That's kind of weird. Uh, like di- like well, they don't both- know each other. Well, they're estranged. Oh, so we, uh, yeah, that's so interesting. But do we know maybe? Yeah, that's crazy. We've not seen. I've not seen really anybody talk about that in the aftermath of this. That like, does well? Did you think she ever seen Cooper though, Janie? E? Probably not. No. Why would no, she? I don't think she's ever seen Cooper. Oh, you're saying Diane has probably seen Dougie. Yeah. Well, no. Now, I mean, now it's just if they ever. I mean, I don't. Who knows where Diane is now? I guess she doesn't exist in that real world i don't know yeah we don't know how long diane's been missing and like was nido made by somebody to hide diane from bob and that's why they changed her face i don't know there's a lot there's still a lot we could talk about this for hours i don't really know Uh, so all in all watch it people (laughs) i guess you wouldn't (laughs) you wouldn't be listening to this i guess i mean i guess a lot of people who listen to our show like we're not a Twin Peaks podcast, and they're just listening to us do a very spoilers-heavy Twin Peaks episode. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! <laughs> Oopsie! Oh, too late! Oh, oh too bad. Uh, we, it doesn't matter. Oh, it we, really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Will it make sense to you, even if you watch it with the knowledge? No. no. Maybe this will help you watch the show. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we didn't talk at all about just our feelings of. Cooper not being around until the 16th and Dougie. I loved right. all of that Love stuff. Dougie. I loved Dougie so much. I just like seeing Kyle show his chops. Hey, hey, uh, give him an Emmy. Oh, yeah. You, you bet your bottom booty. <laughs> I'm going to be lobbying for McLaughlin to get that Emmy, baby. You're going to be blobbying? That babe, Bob? that bit. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, bling. Uh, I'm going to be, I hope he gets the baby Emmy. <laughs> no, what? I don't know. Cause I said Emmy baby. Oh, and I'm thinking about <laughs> Emmy babies. Muppet babies. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy babies. That, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, I give him the fucking globe. Give him the fucking Emmy. Uh, it's basically an 18 hour movie. So give him the Oscar too. I don't see why not. Give him the BAFTA. I don't care if he's not British or not. Give him the Juno Award. I have one more question for you. Okay. Did David do it? Or did he do it? David did it. David did it. And Mark. Hey, David from one David to another David... 
I mean, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) David did it. And uh, from one mark to, I don't, we got to get a mark on the horn to give Mark a sign of approval. I gave Mark my sign of approval when I ordered the final dossier out this October. Yeah, I did pre-order it. Oh, just in time for Halloween. Ooh. October 31st. Bring it around your campfires and let that be the scary story, the ghost story you say. You, 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 you say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you watch Twin Peaks and you think about your theories, you know, we may have our characters on a loop. And yeah. you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Return to the starting position. Ooh, Maybe Cooper all along. Places. Like like when he's arm wrestling the guy in the mm-hmm. farm, return to this. Maybe Cooper this whole time has been on a loop, and we just saw him return to the starting position. I like it. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things we didn't talk about, and uh, maybe we'll revisit in the future. Uh, maybe there will there will be a return to this podcast. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Anyway, signing off. Signing off. It's your. Produ- brunch production assistant Dave. production designer i changed titles um, and i'm your your craft service uh motivator motivator <laughs> brunch Ooh, yummy all right bye okay bye thank you and ty for listening to dan and brave presents you can follow us on Twitter at Dan and Brave and on Instagram and Facebook at Dan and Brave Presents. You can follow your presenter Dave on Twitter at Boy Genius High IQ and Instagram at High Guys Dave Cologne. That's Cologne spelled C O L O N. He also has music on Bandcamp under the moniker Young David. That's the modern spelling of Young. Y-U-N-G. You can follow your other presenter, Brandon, on Twitter and Instagram and listen to his music by typing in Brandon Tuzio. That's Tuzio spelled T-U-Z-I-O. God bless you and long live Dan and Brave. Good night.